0: Pretty fishy, what happened to me on that ladder. You mean by there's a fish there could be a penguin? But wait! It happened at sea! Sea?
1: Sea for Catwoman! Hey there, enthusiasts! Welcome back to Hero Talk. I am your host, Judge Greg. Joining me today is Axelon. Welcome back to Hero Talk.
0: Good to be back.
1: All right, today's movie is Batman the Movie, and I'm talking Batman the Movie 1966. And as always, Hero Talk listeners, Hero Talk is a spoiler podcast. Nothing is off the table. Everything is fair game. You've been warned. All right. So I don't think I'm going out too far in a ledge when I say that this, uh, this particular piece of cinema right here may be the the single greatest capture of Batman in the entire known universe. Uh that's not reaching at all. I wholeheartedly agree with you. I no, I I was raised on the old TV show, and, and not that I'm that old. Uh, but it was in reruns, obviously, but I've been watching Adam West play Batman for about as long as I can remember watching TV. And I've, I've always loved it. And so this is a, this is a movie that I don't think I saw until I was an adult. I didn't really have a concept that there was, there was a movie in addition to the TV show. Mm. So I was an adult and I, I saw that they had the movie that was kind of a spinoff or based on or I think it was supposed to bridge seasons of the TV show.
0: I think so, yeah. Yeah,
1: and so I thought, like, well, will it have aged all right? Let me watch this, and I watched it. And I'm like, well, that was awesome. <laughs> there's, there's no other way. Now, if if you're looking for your gritty Dark Knight Returns Batman, um, you're looking in the wrong place. But I mean, when you think about where Batman was in the 1960s, if you take that Batman and you try to translate it to live action, this is what you get. Oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah. Uh for the uh, the younger listeners of Hero Talks, we have a, a wide expansive audience. Yeah. For those of you who have seen uh the animated show The Batman, uh The Brave and the Bold, this is at uh, this is Adam West Batman in animated form basically. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's silver age campiness and it's awesome.
1: It, it's awesome. It is Adam West has described this movie many times as as the the theater of the absurd.
0: That is an apt description. Yeah,
1: the, the best thing about Adam West is that he got it. You know, he knew exactly what he was doing, and he got it. And he played Batman the way Batman in 1966 should have been played. And oh, everyone
0: ev- did. Everyone yeah. did.
1: Everyone was was great in this, and I, mm-hmm. so I'm so i looking over the cast, and the, the, the thing about a cast like this, though, is as I look over them, I'm like, I can't really say what else you would have known these people from, because for the overwhelming majority of these people, this is what you know them from.
0: Th- this is true, yeah. Uh, I know, like, Burgess Meredith uh, was in Rocky, you know, but...
1: Yeah, I mean, there's Burgess Meredith, who everyone knows as Mickey from Rocky. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's a couple of, of neat little cameos, like Frank Gorshin, who, uh, is the Riddler. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was on that TV show that came out, uh, The Batman. You know, it came out with Batman Begins, that cartoon show. Oh, right. He was, he was, a uh, Professor Hugo Strange.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that now. Mm-hmm.
1: So, I mean, he was, uh, so he's he's been around, uh, Frank Gorshin, of course, did a lot of, uh, uh, what else did he do? A lot of a soap operas is the word I'm looking for. Mm. Um, I think he did a, a cameo on Lois and Clark. I'm trying to make sure I'm right. I'm looking through his IMDb. Yes. Yes, he did.
0: Was he the Riddler?
1: He was not the Riddler. No, he was, uh, Sharpie lawyer. Uh, whatever. I don't know. I kind of just remember him being there. I couldn't, I couldn't describe that episode with a gun to my head. Uh, I do know that,
0: uh, Frank Gorshin to this day, he has modernized the Riddler look. So anytime Mm -hmm. you see the Riddler in like a green suit with or without question marks, but in a green suit, that, that's him. Yes, he created that look. Yeah, because he hated the original costume. He
1: did. He, I mean, he he wore it. He he's worn it in a uh-huh. couple times, even in this movie. But I know he did not like the the tights thing, and so he he liked the green suit. I like the green suit, quite frankly. I think
0: it looks better. Yeah, I agree yeah, with him.
1: It's now I it, it lost a little bit of its flair after that guy on the late night infomercials kept running around in the Riddler suit, telling me that the government could give me lots of money and I could be getting <laughs> grants that I was missing out on. But you know. I love the suit. Um, I loved it when he wore it. I love how he plays the Riddler because you know I I immediately compare him to Jim Carrey. Now other yes. people have played the Riddler, but I immediately I, I compare and contrast him to Jim Carrey, and I feel like Jim Carrey almost played the Riddler a little too jokery, but not real jokery like Jim Carrey's interpretation of the Joker. Mm-hmm. Whereas this riddler, y- you can kind of see like where Jim Carrey was pulling inspiration from, except yeah. Frank Gorshin lands every single line better.
0: Yes, he he just had better delivery than Jim Carrey.
1: Yeah. No, no way around it. But I, I mean, I especially think, you know, when he's dancing around their the little hideout saying, like, I have the perfect victim. And he's just, it's just the intonation is just, you, you get it. You get it with the Riddler. And I, and I loved it. And Frank Gorshin was phenomenal. Absolutely you, phenomenal. Yeah.
0: You can just see he had like this mad gleam in his eyes when he's mm-hmm. dancing around about kidnapping Bruce Wayne and.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so somehow we ended up starting the cast on the Riddler, and I don't exactly remember how that happened, but uh, <laughs> but I'm okay with it. Might as well, let's just start with the villains. Might as well. Might, Might as, as well. well, yeah. Let's just jump right into the cast and we'll go with the villains. So next uh, we mentioned him before was Burgess Meredith. Uh, obviously, everyone really remembers him as Mick from Rocky. He did go on to have a very, very successful career after uh, mm-hmm. playing the Penguin. Uh, although, I <laughs> I love his Penguin portrayal. I love the squawking. Um, There's yes. still a, a little bit of me that just kind of likes when people sort of portray their Penguins the, the way Burgess Meredith did. Now, the guy who plays him on Gotham right now, and I want say robin lord Wright is his name taylor robin lord taylor yes yeah okay so robin lord taylor uh and i like how he plays him i like that he has the uh the penguin limp like burgess meredith did uh-huh and i would prefer if you would go rant 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 a couple of times <laughs> but you know it, we'll, we'll get there we're, we're getting there
0: it, it, penguin he, he's a work in progress over there so he'll, yeah. he'll transform eventually i would hope
1: i mean it's the the live action people I've seen play Penguin are Robin Lord Taylor, Burgess Meredith, and Danny DeVito, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's it's a stretch to say that Burgess Meredith was the best, uh, with Robin Lord Taylor a close second, and uh, Danny DeVito he's not even on the chart. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Danny DeVito's Penguin. He was just this weird, like animal person thing. It was
1: yeah, I've th- We have wasted enough hero talk, listening hours talking about Danny DeVito as Penguin, and we. <laughs> yeah, it was it was he was bad. That's just all there is to it. He was bad. Um, but Burgess Meredith, he I mean, he was in a. Uh, he's been in a ton of stuff. Like if you look at his IMDb page, it's full. But I mean, the bottom line is that he it's it's basically Rocky and the Penguin for him.
0: Basically, yeah, those are his two most well-known roles.
1: Um, now for Catwoman. Now this one, this one was sad because, uh, and I want to say it was Julie Newmar was filming another movie. Yes. When when this was being filmed, if I'm remembering the story yeah. correctly, I
0: yeah. I, and she could not uh, get off her other project in time for filming of this one.
1: So they instead used Lee Merriweather. Now I guess it, it affords them a little bit of flexibility in that if it's not the usual Catwoman you can kind of maybe work in this Kitka storyline mm-hmm. that you maybe couldn't have tried to pull with the regular Catwoman, but I, I don't know. I mean maybe they would have the script would have been unchanged whether it was Julie Newmar or not. Um Lee Merriweather certainly did a phenomenal job. She did, yes. Yeah. Uh yeah, so I mean I I can't critique her performance because I thought it was really, really good. But I love Julie Newmar. And Julie Newmar is Catwoman to me, and I mean a, at least it wasn't Earth the Kit. The
0: only like scene I even remember her Catwoman from is she escapes Batman and Robin by running into the women's dressing room. And they wouldn't And, <laughs> and Batman stops Robin and says, No Robin, we can't we can't enter there. So he sends Batgirl in, and that's, that's
1: that. <laughs> yeah, uh, with Batgirl. It's it's a shame Batgirl wasn't in this movie. And I know some people kind of think of Batgirl, and they're like, well, wasn't she like the cousin Oliver? But I thought they had a pretty decent run when Batgirl was on the show.
0: Uh, the only reason I feel she wasn't in the movie is because they honestly hadn't come up with the character yet. Because Batgirl was a creation of the TV show, which the comics latched onto. Kind of like Harley Quinn from the 90s TV
1: show. Yeah. I mean and it's not a bad thing. I I like Batgirl as a character in general. So if we just to go on a short tangent here, Bat- Batgirl's always been this really weird dichotomy because I like Batgirl, but I like Oracle. And ah. when you have another person be Batgirl instead of like the actual Batgirl, I don't like that as much. So, but I mean, the way it, I mean, I'm pretty sure in comics right now there's two Wally Wests. So if we can have two Wally Wests, we can have two Barbara Gordons. Come on, let's get on that DC Comics.
0: Yeah, we can have a Batgirl and Oracle.
1: That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. Anyway, uh, so but we're we're right now talking about Lee Meriwether. Now Lee Merriweather is. Uh, I'm trying to think of what other stuff she's been in. I want to say she was in either the Munsters. Or was there a Munsters remake that she was in? I I just have this I Lily Munster okay. thought in my head. I'm trying to see. I'm looking for the Munsters right now to see if she's in the original cast. So she it was in The Man from Uncle. Uh, something I just learned this very second that I didn't know before was is that following her time as Catwoman, uh, she actually was in two other episodes of Batman uh, as a character named Lisa Carson.
0: Really, but not as not as Catwoman.
1: Not as Catwoman, no. Huh. So, I didn't know that. I, I learned that just now, just trying to see if she played Lily Munster.
0: I didn't know that either. Oh.
1: So, the answer to that is, well, I can't find her credit as, as Lily Munster on the, on like the original Munsters. Uh, there was another show called, I'm trying to think what that was called, it was like The Munsters Today. Yeah, The Munsters Today. And she played Lily Munster on that. So, I think that was a different cast. Maybe that was from, that was from like the the late. I actually remember the show from like the the 1980s. Mm. Ew. Okay. Not really
0: a big monsters. Um. Uh-huh. Not really knowledgeable in the monsters. Yeah. More familiar with the Adams family.
1: Yep. She played. uh She played a number of different characters on three different episodes of Murder. She wrote too.
0: Huh. Mhm. Well, the more you know.
1: Yep. She was on an episode of Duckman. Did you ever watch Duckman? I've never even heard of Duckman. Yeah. Uh. Is that, is that a thing? <laughs> that was a. <laughs> That's not like an actual superhero. It's like this really okay. weird adult cartoon that was on USA uh, back in the in the mid nineties. It was. It's incredibly odd. You can never find like it's not good. I can't describe it as good, but it's odd.
0: I, with a name like Duckman, I wouldn't think.
1: <laughs> Duckman himself was voiced by uh, Jason Alexander.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. All right. So <laughs> we're not gonna touch touch on that. A couple other connections for Lee Merriweather. She was, of course, in the and I don't know if you ever saw this movie. I have it on DVD. It's called uh, Return to the Bat Cave, The Misadventures of Adam and Burt. Yes, I have seen that. I've, I love that movie. It's, uh, and that also had Frank Gorshin and Julie Newmar, and of course, Adam West and, and Burt Ward were in that one. So that was, that was a fun throwback. And, video game connection, we are the enthusiasts after all. Uh, Lee Merriweather voiced, uh, Eva in Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots.
0: Yes, she did. So. And I believe, uh, she's going to be revoicing, uh, Catwoman along with, uh, Adam West and Burt Ward in the upcoming animated movie based on. The '60s TV show. Oh, is so. she?
1: I thought uh, Julie Newmar was doing it.
0: I thought I thought it was uh, Lee Merriweather.
1: Well, we should look that up because we don't want to cause any brand confusion amongst the Hero Talk audience. This is true. All right, so we are going to look. No, Julie Newmar. Ah, and, I apologize, Hero Talk viewers. I apologize. Yeah. So here, as, as long as I'm on Julie Newmar's site, here's something that I don't know where this came from. Uh, Julie Newmar has uh, an uncredited actress credit on IMDb as Catwoman from Arkham Knight. Really? Yeah. I don't remember hearing her in Arkham Knight. I'm trying to think where I would have heard her as Catwoman in Arkham Knight during a hallucination or something.
0: Well, she no, she was always like because she was captured by the Riddler and she she spent she spent the entire game being captured by the Riddler.
1: Yeah, but obviously, Lee Barryweather didn't voice her for the entire thing, right? Because right, it was the, the the same actress from uh, I don't know. we're yeah, giving the this same Arkham City way too much thought. Place. So we're just gonna we're just gonna leave that and um huh. she did and Julie Newmar played uh Batman's mom in Batman the Brave and the Bold.
0: Ah, uh, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, so enough Julie Newmar. We've talked about Julie Newmar a lot when we're discussing a movie that she's not actually in.
0: At all, but hey. <laughs> at all.
1: All right, but Lee Merriweather did a a great job. Love Lee Merriweather as Catwoman. She, uh, it's not an ideal situation, you know? Uh-huh. Because, I mean, it, well, they tried at certain, certain points to replace a lot of different people as these characters, and, and they just don't work.
0: Yeah, sometimes uh, the, the new casting does not work.
1: Yeah, and so Lee Merriweather was able to do just fine. Um, you know, I would have preferred Julie Newmar, but it's not a knock on Lee Merriweather. She was, she was excellent as Catwoman. Uh, so the, the villain I saved for last. Of course. Cesar Romero. Now, it has been stated on Hero Talk in the past, and I just want to reiterate, it is the official stance of the Hero Talk podcast that Cesar Romero was the best Joker.
0: I 100% support this.
1: I love Cesar Romero as the Joker. I don't care that he's sometimes silly. I don't care that I can see makeup lines. I don't care that I can see his mustache. I love it. I think everyone who plays the Joker should be forced to grow a mustache and have white makeup put over (laughs) it. And
0: then paint over it. uh yeah, yeah he, he refused yeah he yeah.
1: absolutely refused to shave his mustache for the role and he he's like this is like listen i am i'm caesar romero this mustache is my career here i'm not i'm not going to shave it off
0: this is my trademark
1: <laughs> yeah that's his thing like he's he's hit a mustache his entire life he's like i'm not shaving it off for this role and so they're just like well let's put some makeup on it and they did and they're like that doesn't look so bad now back in like 1960s i'm sure no one could tell uh now that and the beautiful thing about stuff being filmed in the 60s is that it translates gorgeous on high def. Mhm. I mean it's absolutely beautifully translated on high definition. So I can totally see the mustache now.
0: <laughs> it's so obvious it now. Is, but... It is
1: plain as day. But yeah, I'm sure with the old cathode ray tube TVs nobody could tell, but
0: they didn't count on Blu-rays, you know,
1: and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 But it's so it's so good on Blu-ray though. It's it's very clean, I love it. Uh, see, uh, I love Cesar Romero in this movie. I love his laugh. Uh, you know, oh, yeah, every- everyone says everyone says Mark Hamill has the best laugh, and I'll give you, Mark Hamill has a great laugh. Cesar Romero, uh, the great Latin lover. I just I can't get over how how great I love this guy as as the Joker. Uh, he's his his laugh, and I I love how when they have Commodore Schmidlap kidnapped. They keep sending him to wait on the guy. Like, <laughs> like Commodore Schmidlap, doesn't really seem all that concerned with the green hair. Although he did mention, like, uh, his, you should, are you getting enough his salty horrible
0: sea air? Uh, skin pallor? Yeah. <laughs> said, oh, I'm not getting enough of the good old sea air.
1: No, I'm afraid my duties keep me mostly undercover. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. And when he's when he zaps Penguin and the Riddler with his with his joy buzzers, that was yeah. oh man, I. Uh, Steals the show. Every time he's on the screen, I cannot take my eyes off him. I, I just absolutely adore his performance as, as the Joker. Um, I wish
0: I could roll my R's like him. Ah, so do I. <laughs> so, so do amazing. I.
1: Yeah, I, now I'm looking. I can't really find anything else that I could probably point to that anyone else would know him from. Uh, a lot of, like, single appearances on shows. Um, Some of these ki- crime dramas he was on multiple times as different people Mm -hmm. but uh yeah i can't this this is the only thing i know him from but it's i mean it's heck of a thing to know him from
0: yeah absolutely agree though uh best rendition of the joker his laugh i i i I agree mark hamill has an amazing an absolutely amazing joker laugh but cesar romero like he's the classic
1: yes there's there's, the classic he's the
0: trendsetter it's just amazing
1: there's no way around it. Now long-time listeners of Hero Talk know that I have a certain affinity for collecting Hallmark Christmas ornaments. And oh, last no. <laughs> last year Cesar Romero actually got his own ornament. Did he really? <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a limited edition release. So this is like I'm I'm crazy. So or, these ornaments start coming out in July, and I am there, like, opening weekend to buy the first shipments out. Uh-huh. Uh, and in fact, it uh, was just, I don't want to date this podcast too much, but it was just last Saturday when the new shipment <laughs> of ornaments came out. And so I was there again on, on Saturday for the first day of the new ornaments to buy them. And I th- believe the Cesar Romero was a limited edition run that came out during the uh, the October uh, the October run. And so I was there at like 10 in the morning when they were opening the doors to make sure I got my hands on the Cesar Romero ornament. I just said, it, it has to happen. There is there is not a chance on this earth I'm going to let this ornament <laughs> get past me. And he, he's prominently on the tree. And I think I have a Heath Ledger Joker ornament too, but yeah.
0: <laughs> man's got to do what a man's got to do sometimes.
1: Yeah, it's... Man, I tell you, man, This there's a, there were a lot of ornaments this season that I had to look around, so... Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman from BVS, they got their own ornaments. And they, Uh like, come together to form a statue. But the problem with the Batman and Superman ones was the capes were so huge on those ornaments. Mm -hmm. Like, this is just cumbersome. I can't put this on a tree. (laughs) So I got the Wonder Woman. But the uh, Batman's Batmobile from Batman v. Superman, that one had an ornament, too. So.
0: Oh, nice. That's a good Batmobile.
1: Yeah, so I, I, I bought that one. Uh, so it'll go next. I have the Batmobile from the eighty nine, and if they ever Aww. release a Batmobile Best from sixty six, I will be all over that, but I uh <laughs> I haven't they haven't come out with one recently. There was I wanted to get a Batman sixty six ornament, but he was doing the Batusi and I just couldn't. Aw <laughs> Um Speaking Bat-toosies. of Julie Newmar, Julie Newmar's got an ornament out this year too, as Catwoman, but I at this point i bought so many, I'm I'm just I'm gonna wait till after Christmas and see if there's any left. And, at this and,
0: point, it's gonna be just a, a bat tree.
1: Yeah, there's there's quite a few. The the Disney princesses, Batman, and the Avengers are taking up a lot of my Christmas trees. It's, it's something else. So anyway, all right. So that's <laughs> those are the villains. We've covered them. Um, I'm just gonna put a, a real brief shout out to Madge Blake as Aunt Harriet. Uh, She was in the movie for she had no no lines. She was in for like two seconds. She was out doing I think chores chores with Alfred. Yeah, chores with Alfred, which is I never really truly understood the Aunt Harriet role. Like, whose whose aunt was she? Was she Bruce Wayne's aunt? Was she Dick Grayson's aunt? Did they just call her aunt and she was Alfred's friend? Like, I think what was that?
0: I don't know. I'm not sure whose aunt she was specifically. I think at one point she was only there to replace Alfred. But then they're like, wait, we can't get rid of Alfred, so they brought Alfred back, and, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, played by by Madge Blake, who doesn't have a single acting credit after 1970, because she died in 1969. Well, good job, me. Okay. That was a bit morbid, okay? We will have to (laughs) cut around that part. Whoops. Okay. So yeah, um, there's nothing else that she's been in that I would really know her from. I mean, cause she, she, she's been an actress for a super, super long time before this movie even came out. So obviously I don't, I'm not very well versed in a lot of the stuff that came out then. So, but anyway, a mm-hmm. little shout out to Madge Blake from the show. Of course, Alan Napier is Alfred. Uh, one of my favorite portrayals of Alfred, honestly. I, uh, there's just something about Alan Napier that just makes me laugh when I watch him play Alfred.
0: Like, he's so aloof. Yes. In, like, the way the, 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 with the whole crime-fighting business, and he's just like, mm mm-hmm. Yep. Just another, like, chore right, right after tea time, you know. <laughs> it re- clean. It really is. Like, cape.
1: I, I, keep, <laughs> I keep the house tidy, I manage the staff, and I run the Batcave. It's just part of my duties. Yes. It's uh, official
0: job description, manage Batcave.
1: I especially like in in the uh, every now and then they'll uh, they'll have him in the in the show put on the Batman costume of like Bruce Wayne and Batman have to be someplace at the same uh-huh. time. And I love seeing him in the Batman costume. It just makes me giggle every time.
0: <laughs> the old switcheroo. They'll never figure it out.
1: Yeah. And he even got to drive the Batmobile in this movie.
0: He, de- he did. He even had like a special set of goggles.
1: Yeah, it was, to it hide was his like I thought, Was it his goggles? I kind of thought it was just like a domino mask, and he just put his glasses on over it. Maybe, maybe that was it. Maybe that was
0: it. <laughs> even better.
1: That's great. I love how nonchalant everyone is with the Batmobile when they drive by in that scene.
0: Like no one even like looks twice. No like, one oh, even
1: glances at the Batmobile as it drives <laughs> past. Them. And oh, it's it's it took a, a really, it's a weird world they present yeah, when it's. it's <laughs> I, am sorry. I'm just, I'm just laughing at that scene where, uh, where Catwoman as Kitka suggests that Batman and Robin are like the Lone Ranger and and are vigilantes, and <laughs> and so Commissioner Gordon gets so indignant with her about they are fully deputized agents of the law, and Chief O'Hara just has this this look of utter shock on his face that <laughs> anyone would dare suggest that Batman and Robin were vigilantes.
0: Yeah, it's it's come it's come such a long way since those days. Yeah, <laughs> he was a member of the law.
1: He was <laughs> support your police. That's our message.
0: Well said. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so anyway, so long as you are talking about him, so uh, Neil Hamilton is Commissioner Gordon. Uh, I love the cluelessness of his Commissioner Gordon.
0: So I've heard a rumor about mm-hmm. this character or this 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 iteration of this character. Okay. In that he took the role like absolutely serious, whereas everyone else was kind of like in on the joke. I don't know how true that is. That's kind of like a rumor I heard that he played it dead serious like I must call Batman on on the Bat phone.
1: I don't know. I, I how could he take <laughs> it serious? He 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 had to have seen the script. I don't know. He, I, he was. I love how he played him. He was just so oblivious. Like Bruce Wayne has just been kidnapped. He gets home. He's like we have somewhere. We have to go. He's like, are, you, are you sure? Shouldn't, shouldn't we look? He's like, no, no, no. Batman was there to save me. You should go back to police headquarters. He may try to call you. He's like, oh, good idea.
0: Yeah, absolutely <laughs> right. So he storms out. <laughs> he
1: leaves. Like really? You don't want to? No follow up? You don't need anything for a police report or? No? Okay. So you just name drop Batman, you can get away with just about anything in Gotham City. Explains so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course, Stafford rep is Chief O'Hara. This is a character I really wish would make I would like to see more iterations of him. Now obviously, the uh the stereotypical Irish cop doesn't really translate into a modern setting as as well as it did in the in the 1960s, but I still would like a Chief O'Hara. You know? I feel
0: like with a bit of adaptation, just like the rest of all of these characters have gotten, he could he could really work.
1: He could, like a good right hand man to Commissioner Gordon. He he could even kind of work as like uh the opposite
0: of Harvey Bullock.
1: Yeah. Harvey Bullock is like he's he's really cynical, he's yeah. he's jaded, and like Chief O'Hara, he is still the idealist, you know. Yeah,
0: he's, and you could have like Gordon kind of like in the middle. Yeah. Like managing both of them. Like I think it can work if if done well.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, obviously one of my favorite characters from from this show and uh so the actor he went on to do several other things. Um let's see he was a couple of the episode of MASH, an episode of Kung Fu, uh recurred in Gunsmoke several times. So anyway, let's think who else would be All right, so as long as, as long as we're on support characters, this is a this was a throwaway character, but I would be absolutely remiss if I didn't bring up Vice Admiral Fang Schleister. <laughs> Uh, their perception of how the United States Navy works was just astounding to me and I just I need to start by setting the scene that when when Batman and Robin decided it was time to call the Navy to find out what happened <laughs> Robin <laughs> dialed the operator asked for the Pentagon, Navy Department. That's all he said. And the operator put him through to the Pentagon to this this flag officer
0: directly to the office,
1: right into his office <laughs> where he was playing tiddlywinks with his with his admiral's aide. Which uh, is not that, an euphemism. Not an an euphemism. no. It was literally, <laughs> literally tiddlywinks. And I love. So she picks up. He's like, "Hi, this is Batman." <laughs> and she just says, "Like, oh hi, who is it?" It's oh, Batman. It's, it's Admiral. Batman. <laughs> picks it up oh i was <laughs> that was funny and so so not only does he get this flag officer he's like hey have you sold any any war surplus submarines And the guy has the rolodex of all the people he sold the war surplus submarines yeah to. right on his de- didn't have to ask anybody this was just the one guy yeah. all this all this stuff apparently went through this one vice admiral and then he looks it up to P N and gwyn with a p.o box
0: he was courteous <laughs> enough to leave a p.o box <laughs> <laughs> yeah no address just
1: the PO yeah, box. no address the p.o. box and they sell it to him and of course so batman becomes very curt on the phone with him and, and <laughs> the admiral because as a navy man he can only speak in naval terms says "A vast belay batman <laughs> <laughs> did we do something wrong oh so i mean even the man he, what as he's looking up the name of who he sold the sub to he whistling anchors away to himself yeah i, just, I he's in the movie for all of Two minutes, and he, I get three good belly laughs out of that scene.
0: You sold a pre-atomic submarine to someone who didn't even leave a proper address. Yeah. Good day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What I love about the submarine itself is that after the Penguin received this pre-atomic submarine, this war surplus diesel sub, uh, he had to put in, and I'm estimating right now, just off the top of my head, at least a half a billion dollars worth of modifications in order to make it look like a Penguin.
0: Especially with the, the flipper propellers? The flipper <laughs> propellers,
1: yeah. He basically had to remove the screw uh-huh. and, and put in propellers, which I don't think would work all that well. And also, uh, the makers of this movie did not waste a lot of thought into how they felt that a... uh, how they felt a a periscope worked.
0: Yes, the... the, it's like a quad view...
1: Yeah, the quad view scope. I'm like, it's just mirrors, guys. It's (laughs) mirrors. It doesn't work that way. (laughs) You know? You gotta... it's just redirecting the light. It's not gonna do it in four different directions. That's not how... and... This is just me. If I wanted to very covertly spy on Batman and Robin, I wouldn't put a flag on the back of, of my uh, of my periscope,
0: which is shaped like a penguin.
1: Yeah, which is already shaped like a penguin. Because <laughs> just, why just in not?
0: case you didn't know who owned the periscope.
1: Yep. All right. So I'm not going to go through the Joker's henchmen, but uh, one more character we've mentioned them, but we haven't actually brought uh, Reginald Denny, plays Commodore Schmidlap, who was, I mean, the central one of the the central plot drivers of the movie. I mean, the whole. Movie is based around uh, Commodore Schmidlap having created uh, what was the, the name of the device? It was a de- dehydrator. Dehydrator, yeah. Which I'm not sure. I'm not sure what its actual, real, applicable United Nations use would be for, because we only ever see it turn people into piles of dust. Yes, that's the only time it's used in the movie. They never establish what the real-world application would be.
0: I would imagine to dehydrate something, I don't know. I don't yeah.
1: <laughs> so anyway, uh so Reginald Denny, he also did appear in the in the the, the TV series Batman uh, prior to this movie, uh playing a character King Boris who had a
0: Oh, a... he was King Boris. Yeah. Okay. Didn't make that connection.
1: <laughs> yeah neither did I until uh just a little while ago when I was just kind of trying to look up I went to see if there was any chance I could find a Disney junior connection here but it's given the age of some of these actors it was it was quite difficult mmm Anyway, so we had to bring up Commodore Schmidlap, because he did. All
0: right, so now. Who somehow does not know he's not on a boat.
1: Yeah, <laughs> even though <laughs> it's so obvious he's not on a boat. Like, there's, he's, like, breathing in the saltwater air, but, I mean, I guess they're on the dock. I mean, they are, they are on a pier. Yeah.
0: But, I mean, like, there's no, there's no like, rocking motion. Well, I guess there was, because they had, like, a little, like, uh, conveyor belt underneath his cap, and there yeah, was, like, a was, guy, like, pedaling.
1: This guy pedaling <laughs> and, and blowing, a, blowing a pretend, uh... Or foghorn. foghorn, it was. Uh, <laughs> oh well, it gave him a chance to catch up on his Dickens. Yes. All right. All right. So finally, we, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go to the to the main characters, the the titular <laughs> characters of of this movie. So we'll start with Robin, a young Burt Ward. So Burt Ward, he's he's like supposed to be playing like fifteen, sixteen, but I mean, he was like twenty one when he was doing this. Yeah,
0: this he show. he does not come across as a young young teenager mm-hmm. at all.
1: I mean. <laughs> He's shorter than Adam West. Yes. So he's got that going for him, but yeah, I mean he's a uh, he's basically a a, a full grown adult, so it's just, Pretty it was much. just kind <laughs> of <laughs> yeah, it was really odd uh, seeing him like that. So again, this is oh, you know what I'm th- I was just thinking because I'm looking at Zymdb page and he has a credit on the Arkham Knight as Robin. Are they voices that are maybe used when you use their skins in the game?
0: That might be it. Because they, they do have a classic the yeah. '60s skin for Catwoman and Robin and yeah. Batman that and, might be it.
1: Yeah. Although I can't get the Batman one because I have the game on Xbox One.
0: Yeah. I uh, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. So yeah. screw you guys.
0: Sony. Ah.
1: Stupid Sony. Anyway. Um. Sorry. I just got really angry for a second and I forgot where I was. Uh. So anyway. Yeah. He's coming back for the uh the Batman return of the Cape Crusaders. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been in a bunch of stuff afterwards. Uh, I want to say he played himself on an episode of the TV show Clueless, based on the movie Clueless. Huh. Yeah. Um. Let's see. He he went on to voice Robin on uh I think several of the cartoon shows. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. He voiced him in um. No, I don't think he did it in Super Friends, but I think in the TV show Legends of Super. Oh yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Legends of Superheroes. He voiced Robin and the new adventures of superman or new adventures of batman i should say uh he which was a cartoon he also voiced robin in that huh so, didn't know that yeah so he did he did voice robin a couple times and like a couple of guest spots for like batman and robin you know guest with Scooby Doo or something and one with Tarzan and the Super 7 he, he voiced robin for them so
0: can i right, just but, say like he has the uncanny ability to instantly figure out the riddler's riddles Just uncanny. Mm -hmm. He just knew. He just knew the answer. (laughs) Right. Like two seconds, like, oh, I know the answer.
1: Like, what's that really ridiculous one? And I know that doesn't narrow it down, but it was like, what is, (laughs) wait, six ounces sits in a tree and is dangerous? It's It's like a swallow with a submachine gun. Like, obviously.
0: The only Um, obvious answer. There's no
1: other possible explanation. (laughs) (laughs) All those riddles were so real. What's yellow and right? It's a ballpoint banana.
0: Rushing people, Russians,
1: Russians. Russians. Somebody's Russians going to slip on a banana peel and break their neck. That's right, Robin. Only possible (laughs) explanation. Oh man, that's so funny. All right, apples into (laughs) applesauce. Yeah, Uh, and then egg. Nature's perfect container, a container of (laughs) unity (laughs) and hope. (laughs) Oh boy. I, I would love to see more riddles like that in modern interpretations of the Riddler. Don't try to be clever. Just just think just what throw would throw them out there every now do? and then yeah. and be like, what? <laughs> yeah. All right. And so finally, finally, we have Adam West playing Batman. Uh, so he, I mean, he's done a ton of, of stuff since this, mostly playing some version of himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I can think of a, like, a handful of times. Yeah, he played, uh, let's see, he did play Batman's dad in, in Batman the Brave and the Bold. He was, he was also... The Grey Ghost.
0: Uh, yeah, I was about to say, the Grey Ghost.
1: Yep, on the animated series. Um, of course, he plays a, a caricature of himself on Family Guy. Yeah. Uh, He's been in just about every rehash of Batman he's made some cameo in.
0: He's kind of like, like William Shatner in a way. He can just play himself. And get roles.
1: Yeah, he really can. <laughs> if if you look at his IMDb page, I would say at least 50% of these is he plays a character named Adam West, which is a self-parody. Yeah. But, I mean, he, he got it. Although, there, did you ever see he made this appearance? It was like promoting a car show. He showed up wearing the Batman mask and like, his normal everyday clothes. And he was clearly drunk. I don't, it's, no, I haven't seen it. It's one of the saddest things I've ever seen, and you're like, oh, come on, Batman, don't do this. And I wanna say at some point he got involved in like some local professional wrestling. I don't think he ever wrestled, I think he just kind of was there, but anyway. Uh, so, he've also voiced Batman in several cartoons, the Superpowers team, uh, he was Batman in the Super Friends, or mm-hmm. the legendary Superpowers Powers shows, Super, I don't there was like, so Friends. many different yeah. iterations of Super Friends, like, there really were, and, and I, it's very hard to tell them apart. I learned, I was gonna buy, uh, the Super Friends for my nephew, and I learned, as I was looking at all the different iterations, that, like, there was about, like, five or six different versions of that show. And some of them were really quite bad. Uh,
0: I, I would imagine so, yeah. <laughs>
1: there was one from the 70s where the focus of the show was really on, like, these three kids that they just let hang around with them. So you'd have, I like, Batman and Superman and Aquaman. And then it's, like, these like this, this young girl, this young boy, and this dog that would also go along on their adventures. Oh, that and sounds it, awful. And it really just focused on them.
0: The only one I remember is the one with, like, the Wonder Twins.
1: Yeah. Like yeah, they 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 were came around a little later. But yeah, so he was on I think that show, I don't know. I am not I'm I'm giving it more thought than it deserves, so I'm going to stop. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so that's Adam West. He played Batman. It was a, a very perfect translation. He loves the oddity of it. He still I remember when when Christian Bale was first cast as Batman, they they asked Adam West what he thought and he was like, Make sure your cape doesn't get cut when you're going to the bathroom or something like that <laughs> And and Christian Bale, like they they told Christian Bale what he said, and Christian Bale was like, kinda sounds like he thinks he's still playing Batman. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, right. Can I just say though, Adam West, much like Cesar Romero, greatest Batman, live action Batman ever.
1: Uh he's certainly in the conversation. I think he's the best translation. I loved Chris Bale. I like Ben Affleck, but I don't know. I there's something about there's just something about Adam West as Batman that you just can't get by. It was also phenomenal as the Great Ghost. We we glossed over it, but Yes. It was a. Ray
0: Ghost was a very, it was a very, it was a very meta role.
1: It it was, but I mean, he played he played it very well. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. So meta, so meta. All right, so now that we've gone through the cast, let's I, I would say talk about the story. Let's just let's just kind of pick apart this movie a little bit because it's so good in some of the ridiculousness of it. I, uh, we yeah, start with them just... like cruising on. You know, first we get the. Ever classic atomic batteries to power turbines to speed, mm-hmm. which is just which is, uh, to this day, I I still love seeing that. And they drive to the airport, and the airport has the batcopter just,
0: just, sitting, there just the sitting there on the runway. Just sitting there on the
1: runway, ready for them. Oh, we got in fact, we got to see the batcopter a couple of times, didn't we? There was this, uh, yeah. And there you, was the one where they they just happened to crash into the foam rubber wholesalers convention.
0: Yes. Foam rubber in its natural state saved them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I, I love when they said, like, wow, what luck. Oh, yes, it would even the greatest statisticians would boggle the mind. Although I did think <laughs> I saw it out of the corner of my eye. I'm like, oh, Batman. <laughs> this is, man, these guys cheated death so many times in this movie. So many times. So many, I mean, in, in, in the weirdest ways, the, uh... That in, noble porpoise. The noble, well, the nobility of the almost human porpoise, Batman. <laughs>
0: it's not funny this, like, a throwing porpoise himself in the path of that torpedo <laughs> yeah.
1: it's not funny you know that's that's an awful thing when you think about what actually happened <laughs> but just the idea that the porpoise saw it coming towards batman and robin and hurled himself in the path to save him
0: nobly sacrificed <laughs> itself <laughs> what?
1: who wrote that
0: who? like i i kind of wish i could like have like a little like window into like the past and see like yeah. them writing this movie just
1: <laughs> i would i have like, how to imagine there was lsd this? just just flowing in the writer's room when this movie was being <laughs> written because there's some there are some odd things they do and i gotta point this out in in the scene with with bruce wayne and kitka's date hey first of all even before i get to the point i'm trying to make did you notice that in his brandy sifter there was milk i did not notice yeah because batman wouldn't drink alcohol drinks filthy
0: that's, uh, this is true, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, and when he's on his date with Kitka, he has a brandy sifter, and there's milk in it. <laughs> he's, he's drinking milk. So, anyway, but then the bad guys show up at her apartment, and uh, they're wearing masks. Like the the Joker is wearing a mask,
0: a purple domino mask. Yeah, yes, like to hide his identity. Joker,
1: <laughs> I think they figured out who you were. I don't know who you're fooling with that. It's... Well,
0: and plus, wasn't that the only time he wore the mask, too?
1: Yes, the only <laughs> time he wore the mask so no one would know it was the Joker. You see, so he could sneak up on him.
0: Even as he's laughing away on his flying purple on umbrella. flying
1: purple <laughs> umbrella. Oh, man, I, I really wish we got to see the purple umbrellas, the flying umbrellas come back. I don't I don't believe they ever showed up again in a Batman related. Uh the
0: closest they've come is like the penguin has like a little like helicopter umbrella. Yeah. But that's, that's the closest i have come to it.
1: Not, not the same. Yeah, it's just I Also, the same. I also remember there was that scene right after they were kidnapped where, where Bruce Wayne basically just says, like, if you even heard a hair on his head, I'll kill you all, is what he says. <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, wow, all the times the Joker's tried to get him to break his one rule, and yet it's 1966 where we see him actually...
0: Threaten like, to kill someone, threaten yeah. Threaten to
1: kill somebody. I'm like, wow.
0: Of all, of all the iterations, the 66 version... <laughs>
1: The 66 version. Yeah. Um, of course, uh, Ben Affleck killed a whole bunch of people, so I don't
0: know. Yeah, Ben Affleck killed people, Michael Keaton killed people. Mm hmm. But yeah, 66. Adam West. 66.
1: Blessed. He was, he was not messing around. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, uh, another thing I have to point out. This is this is a nitpick about that scene too. But at one point in there, Robin says "over and out." Over and out doesn't make any sense. That's gibberish. They, they mean <laughs> different things. If you say "over and out," you're just going to confuse people. And I just I just blame Batman for not training him or letting him use the radio more.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's the, he always takes the bat phone. You know, he he doesn't know the jargon.
1: Yeah. I love the idea that in this universe is a bat phone. And don't get me wrong, it it makes perfect sense, except it is 1966 and that's a landline, so somebody would have known what was going on there. (laughs) However...
0: Maybe he had Alfred do it.
1: Yeah. The idea that there's still a bat phone. You can call directly to Batman, yet they still have a bat signal to shine in the sky. Yes. Like, Under what circumstances would, if a direct phone call doesn't work... Would you decide like well maybe just shining this SM some clouds that'll be what brings him in?
0: Well, maybe because because cell phones weren't a thing and you know like, he had he had the bat phone in his car as well. Yeah, but maybe maybe he was out and you know like maybe he's not at his phone right now. Quick, shine the, bla- the bat signal,
1: or maybe he was in the the bat cycle.
0: True, the bat cycle.
1: So my my favorite part about the bat cycle. Is they disengaged the sidecar exclusively for the reason of having it stop on the opposite side of the helicopter so Robin wouldn't have to walk around to get yes, inside?
0: Yes, tactical maneuvering.
1: <laughs> there was there was no <laughs> other reason to, to disengage like that. And I I hear tell from the uh from the DVD commentary that Burt Ward has no control over that thing once that happens.
0: <laughs> he's he's <laughs> just going with it. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's just going till it stops. I wonder he can't how many takes steer. They had to do. He can't stop. <laughs>
0: I imagine there was a take somewhere where he just like crashes into the, <laughs> the Batmobile <laughs> or something. Yeah,
1: I just, that's a dangerous thing to be wheeling. I mean, like it's it's a helicopter. Like it's that's a real helicopter that they uh, yeah they basically wanted to use it for the TV show, but they didn't have the budget. So once they got the movie budget, they used it to build a helicopter.
0: Which honestly, it's a it's a helicopter with little bat wings. On. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and it it kind of would look like a bat from the bottom up. And of course, like I love when the police officers take their hats off for it. Yeah. And uh, oh, those pe- that guy was having this weird pool party on the- his roof, uh-huh. and they all stopped to wave, and then...
0: People in the picnics like, oh, I'm sure glad yeah. he's up there.
1: Makes a fella feel good knowing he's out there. <laughs> in broad yeah. daylight, of course. This is, uh, this is not your modern-day Batman take, everybody. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm not really sure, was the original intent of kidnapping Commodore Schmidlap, was it to... I don't remember what they were called, it was like the United World Council... United World Organization Security um, Council.
0: I think they just wanted his invention because because yeah, Catwoman cause, came up with the plan.
1: Yeah, it seemed like it was like a last minute like yeah. thought. Like, well, shoot, what are we gonna do? We 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 still can't kill Batman and Robin, not with an exploding shark and not with an exploding octopus. Yeah, that shark. Uh, how how have we not talked about the shark yet?
0: Oh, we haven't. We haven't really gotten into like the the meats of the movie. That's why.
1: <laughs> so the shark. This, I would say when people reference this movie, nine times out of ten, they're talking about the shark on Batman's leg. Or the bomb. Or the bomb. We'll get to the bomb. (laughs) We're not gonna be able to get rid of the bomb.
0: Ever. Some days you can't get rid of it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, like, it's (laughs) the fakest shark I've ever seen, which just makes it all the more worse in HD. And, like, he's trying to, like, give it gut punches.
0: And when he's punching it, it's giving off the most hollow, like, <laughs>
1: sound. It, it sounds like he's punching a metal pipe. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the Foley people were doing, but then fortunately he had the, and it was like, what, the bat spray shark repellent?
0: Yes, he had the shark repellent up in the bat copter.
1: Yeah. The, it, but there was, like, there were other sprays, too. Like, there, there was, wasn't there, there like, was, a, um, a, a manta there's, there's ray one? a whale, one? Yeah. a manta
0: ray, and a barracuda, I a think.
1: barracuda one. Because you never know. I, I love how everything's labeled.
0: Everything is labeled. Everything
1: is labeled. I was, uh, I got a chance a few years back to actually see a replica of the 1966 Batmobile. Uh-huh. and And even in the replica, everything was labeled.
0: Uh, even, even like, the, the Bat-poles. Yes. In the Batcave. <laughs> They're labeled for who gets to use them. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. And and the, and then the the switch that they hit to change into their clothes, which they would be driving past at way too fast to stop and read. That has a label on it.
0: Yes, it's like the the, the costume changing switch or something. Yeah,
1: even the super molecular dust separator, which good thing he had one of those laying around.
0: He also has a uh, a lunar surface scanner for <laughs> scanning the surface of the moon.
1: Of yes, course. He, <laughs> why wouldn't he? <laughs> Yeah.
0: I just happen to notice that. Like, they don't focus on it, but it's (laughs) like, in the corner of the Batcave, you see it there. It's just like, of course he has that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Why not? Yeah. And so he he sprays the thing and it blows up, and then you have that, that amazing scene where they're, they're giving the, uh, they're, they're giving the press conference, and of course we talked about the press conference, and that's when they figure out that the four supervillains and they, they hope they're not working together. Uh, but then at some point after the, uh, after the poor porpoise sacrifices himself, they're trying to put together exactly what happened, and, and whether and the way they deduced all of them working together was just—I mean, it was just ridiculous. C
0: Catwoman. Yeah,
1: it happened <laughs> at C <sea>. C <See>, Catwoman.
0: <laughs> I was like, like,
1: what? No, that that one might have been a stretch, Robin.
0: Yeah. <laughs> There were no like feline clues or there anything. was, it was Nothing
1: related to Catwoman at all, other than the fact that it happened at sea. <laughs> by that, by that logic, anything that ever happened out to sea, Catwoman was involved with.
0: Well, because it, like it starts off fairly like it's kind of logical. Like, oh, a giant riddle in the air, Riddler. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, and then like oh, uh but the riddle is also a joke, so maybe the Joker. Okay, and then it's like it happened at sea with like expo- with an exploding shark.
1: Yeah, Penguin, so it was like, oh, a fish,
0: yeah. <laughs> And then C for Catwoman. It's just like... <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I believe at one point they said, and wasn't that shark pulling your leg?
0: Oh, that's what it was, yeah.
1: <laughs> Which is... It didn't even it break jokes. the tights, though. That that bat armor, that was made to last. Once again,
0: Adam West proving his superiority as Batman. Mm-hmm. He has he has the best armor.
1: He does. I mean, skin tight, you can move in it, you can jog in it. You can though. have a
0: shark clamp down on your leg, you'll be perfectly yeah, fine. It'll
1: be good. Didn't even break the skin.
0: Didn't even scratch the suit.
1: No. That's a nice suit. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so I guess at some point in time, that's when they decided that Katka was going to get involved so they could kidnap Bruce Wayne.
0: Oh. And so when they figure out they're working together, the uh, the four villains, and like, what could they be after Batman? Oh,
1: when they tried to deduce what they were trying to take over? Yeah.
0: Like... Two, any two of them is the city, three of them the nation yeah. but four the world at minimum <laughs> <laughs>
1: at minimum <laughs> like like they're gonna like the world or or possibly the world in the moon we don't know yet <laughs> at minimum the world though <laughs> <laughs> even though they just as we established they didn't really have a plan they figured out that whole United world organization security Council thing sort of at the last minute yeah during because it was after it was during one of those traps where they were <laughs> they. Had, this this was once they figured out that they wanted to use it to spring a trap on Batman and Robin. And so the the penguin dresses up as Commodore Schmidlap, and they're dehydrating the guinea pigs
0: who were yes. labeled
1: GP1 2 3 4 and 5 and putting them in vials so that they could be rehydrated in the Batcave.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh they dehydrated them on carpet too. That doesn't seem like a very smart idea.
0: Well, they dehydrated on carpet and then like when uh when Catwoman and Penguin when they're scooping up the the powder Like, they have, like, this little, like, funnel, like, put them in the vial. But you see powder just, like, spraying off the side. Oh, yeah,
1: Catwoman was not doing a very good job with the dustpan. No, she was not. Even though the penguin was very clear on saying that you got to be careful because every one of them has a mother. This is true. Which is a a throwaway line, but it's so funny. Yeah, did you know that was an ad-lib? I did, I did, yeah. Um. I want to say it was one of the commentaries, or maybe I saw it somewhere else. But, yeah, that was an ad-lib. Burgess Meredith just threw that in there. I'm glad it made it, cause that is that is such a great line just to toss in. Although those poor things were rehydrated with hard water, yes. So they just so the atomic pile. Mm-hmm. So they ended up being what converted into antimatter. I think is how they explained it.
0: Yeah, upon being struck, they yeah. converted to antimatter and disappeared.
1: From this universe.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel like there's a good spin-off movie for what happens to guinea pigs one through five in the antimatter universe. Like do they run into goatee face Spock?
0: Oh god.
1: <laughs> I think I think there was there was some good crossover potential there that we didn't quite see fully realized. I would pay money to see a crossover between 1960s Batman and Star Trek, uh, the original series.
0: I'm amazed that actually never happens.
1: There's got to be a way to get that to happen, right? There's got to be.
0: Because, you know, like they had so many scenes where there they would be some kind of like guest star or cameo when they're like, climbing up the wall in the, in the TV series. Yeah. There was, they even had like freaking what's-his-face from Hogan's Heroes. Um the, the Nazi...
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Commandant. Yeah, I can't remember the guy's name, but yeah.
0: Yeah, but uh, he, he was a guest star. Even Batman was like, what are you doing
1: here? <laughs> <laughs> you think maybe Spock should have, like, come out of the window one day? And it's highly illogical. I would be here. <laughs> yeah. I'm amazed I mean, or they happened. could just show up on the planet where it's the 1960s and it, it's Gotham City. Yeah. It's Star Trek. They didn't really try to think too hard about the science on that show. God Ever. bless them for it, too. <laughs> Yeah. Um. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I'm I'm laughing about the whole every one of them's got a mother. Wasn't there? There was another scene. I'm I'm just I'm thinking of like these funny scenes. Wasn't there at one point they were looking out the periscope and Catwoman just is making this ridiculous series of noises.
0: Yeah, and like there's a henchman like using one of the other like yeah. sides of the scope. He just like stops.
1: He's just staring <laughs> He's, at like, her. Like, slowly like, turns is... his
0: head. He's like, <laughs> yeah, like what is wrong with you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's yeah.
0: I think it happens I think twice at some point.
1: Yeah, she's just like was just constantly meowing into it. So you gotta you gotta love. So when when Batman like manages to escape from being kidnapped, we're jumping all over. The premise of Hero Talk you've seen the movie anyway. But when Batman's trying to escape, he like he creates the ruse about the like the the radio transmitter in his sleeve. Yes. And he justifies it by saying, like, capitalists like myself who carry large sums of money tend to have such contrivances. Yes. Like it was it's really odd how they because, you know, she's from Soviet Russia, so right. it's... Gotta he's he's trying to, like, explain to her looks. in her lingo. Yeah. Oh, was... And then... And this was odd. So they, they go through this whole ruse of, you know, take him through the labyrinth corridor. But then when they pull him out to check for the, the transmitter, it's he like seems to know door. exactly where R- Rumi has to go back into and that it's not a corridor. he's just... Oh, right I was in. under
0: the impression it was just li- literally the next room.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> they were trying to make sure he didn't know that, but somehow he knew it well enough that he could run right back to it if he had to. No,
0: it was the next room. Yeah, yeah, because because he fights them, he escapes, he runs, and he runs the right into, into that room. Slams.
1: <laughs> but it was just it's just the oddity that. They go through all the charade of trying to make him believe it was a labyrinth corridor, and then it doesn't even... But I guess he's Batman, so I shouldn't be that surprised.
0: It's kind of like that scene from, uh, like I guess, Taken 2, where he's, like, smelling, uh, <laughs> or he's, like, counting, like, the different things, and...
1: Well, I mean, he's Batman. Yeah. He could figure it out. But of course, when they return, that's when you get the the ever-classic bomb scene. Yes, yes. Where, I, I mean, Batman trying to get rid of a bomb, like, so, like, what? Trying to, think all the different stuff that deterred him.
0: Okay, so there was, uh, there was a pair of nuns.
1: A couple of nuns. The Salvation Army.
0: Salvation Army. The guys playing, like, the, the tuba and the, it was like the mini marching band kind of thing.
1: That was the Salvation Army.
0: Uh, was that the, okay. Yeah, that was the
1: Salvation Army. I thought there Army. were two separate ones. No, okay. there was the Salvation Army. There, there were the, the, two the, the little baby ducks.
0: Yeah, the baby ducks, the two patrons in the restaurant—they refused to evacuate. They kept eating their meal.
1: Yep. Um, uh, the
0: two, this is the couple making out in the boat.
1: I want to say there was a woman with a baby.
0: Yeah, was a woman with a, with a stroller.
1: There was a, basically a lot of upstanding people for a neighborhood, which they had previously established in the movie, was a very low and pots. seedy neighborhood. Yeah. Full of rum pots who probably attribute their. They're, they're delusions of... I don't know.
0: No, no, it's because like they see weird things like the Joker running around and yeah. they, they attribute it to delusions, to alcoholic delusions.
1: Yeah. <laughs> when Robin says, Drink sure is a filthy thing, Batman. I'd rather be dead than unable to trust my own eyes. <laughs> oh, this movie. Yeah, and then he finally gets rid of it and then... What what did he end up doing? He like he tossed it and he and he hid behind some there he hid, were heavy he hid iron behind pipes these these, these,
0: that he these hid like, behind.
1: Yeah, these these little pipes. Which I found odd because Robin runs up at those pipes, he's like, Batman, you're gone, where are you? And like Batman is like he's literally right next to him. And Batman <laughs> pops up like How did how did you not see him there? Well he that's
0: was, why Batman is the master. You would Robin's... have
1: had to have approached from the angle with which he was <laughs> hiding behind them. Yeah. yeah
0: i'm saying batman's the master he's the apprentice that's why yeah,
1: that's why <laughs> that is <laughs> all right so the world securities council so here's for just just for the dehydration scene and all of them are so like while they're being dehydrated the rest of them just keep arguing
0: they, they don't even notice just yeah.
1: rhetorically with i don't even know who
0: i mean first off they don't even notice when the joker barges into the room with a giant dehydrator <laughs> yeah <laughs> he like burst through the door with the the Riddler and the Penguin all behind him, and they're like dehydrating them one by one into <laughs> tiny different colored uh, piles of powder.
1: Yeah. And How I does don't even the powder notice. know they're, what color it turn into?
0: I I do know they're they're all separate, but
1: yeah, it was just I mean what used to bother me is when I was watching it later is certain vials would have a different like amount of of stuff in them. Yeah. And I was like there <laughs> there wasn't that much difference in the size of all those guys.
0: Maybe that was just more uh, yeah. Catwoman being sloppy.
1: Yeah. She <laughs> she wasn't very good at cleaning up the the hedgemen, so I can't imagine she'd be any better with the World Security Council. I also when they, they when they eventually get rehydrated at the end of the movie, I I often sort of wonder like, so what happened to all those vials because they show back up again? But like there should be shards of glass everywhere from these guys bursting out of these things, but I'm perhaps giving it more thought than I really should.
0: We may perhaps never know.
1: Maybe not. <laughs> but uh at least it did bring to a, a really fun bat boat scene now, wasn't the boat made specifically for the movie
0: I believe the movie as well as the copter were both
1: made yeah for the, they, movie. The, the copter was definitely because they finally had the budget but I thought the boat was also new for the movie
0: yes yeah G- going in they only had the batmobile from the mm-hmm. TV show
1: they didn't have the bat I thought they used the bat cycle a couple of times was the bat did cycle they? new? I don't know. I, You're I don't asking me to remember bat back cycle. pretty far, so I'm not gonna Yeah. I'm not gonna I know say
0: Batgirl had her own motorcycle, but I don't remember the Bat Cycle. Yeah.
1: No, I might have been wrong. Either way, we got to see the Batboat. It made me think of that scene from Batman Forever.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean there, there's a couple of scenes in this movie where like when he's trying to get rid of the bomb, I was like, Oh yeah, Dark Knight Rises tried that.
1: <laughs> he yeah, he had a hard did. time getting rid of it too. Yeah. Some days you just can't <laughs> get rid of a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And just like before, everyone thought he was dead, but it turns out he was hiding behind some. I'm assuming there were just some pipes somewhere that he hid behind while the the whatever that thing was called. What was it? The, the bat plane? The bat? Was it just called the bat? It was like the bat pod. Or, no, no, the, the bat, bat pod, pod was, was the bat motorcycle. motorcycle. I think it was just called the bat.
0: Uh, yeah, I think it was.
1: I don't know. That was a hallmark ornament too.
0: <laughs> Do you I have? I don't remember hallmark if ornament? I got it.
1: <laughs> I have Chris Bale as Batman. That's one of my one of my Batman ones, but. Um and I, I, I gotta tell you, if they had armored Batman as a call mark ornament, I would have bought that in a second. Oh yes. I love armored Batman. Anyway. Uh let's let's get back to this movie. Um yeah, so the Batboat, they had a, the fun Batboat scene where they uh now I the whole premise here is they wanna force the submarine to surface. They don't want to sink them, which is nice. Batman's decided not to kill them. Well actually
0: it was more for the concern of the uh Right, the but delegates. it was
1: it was concern for the delegates. However, yeah. they're blasting the crap out of the boat. <laughs> like it's rocking back and forth all over the place like it's it's not like it was a very smooth transition. Burgess Meredith dropped a Run Silent Run Deep reference in there at one point. Yeah. He did. Very classic World War 2 movie. And finally they bring him up to the surface and finally for the first time in the movie we get the words over the punches.
0: Yes, it took so long.
1: I was waiting for it the whole movie because for a movie that didn't have very many fight scenes in it, it really felt like there was a lot of action going on. But there was a lot of vehicle stuff in this movie.
0: There, there was a Bruce Wayne fight scene. But they didn't have the words.
1: Yeah, and I'm because okay only, with Because Only that. Batman has the only words. Only Batman gets the words. But yeah, if you think about it, Batman and Robin didn't do a lot of fighting in the movie except for I mean, this last he's... scene on the on the submarine. <laughs> At one point, at one point, Batman is holding the Catwoman's cat.
0: Yes, and she fighting it at him.
1: And, and then <laughs> he puts it he puts it on a lifeboat and says the words "bon voyage, pussy." <laughs> he speaks those words to the cat. I'm just shaking my head like, oh boy, that's a line and you're like, not going to work into any other Batman movie. That's it. Like
0: for half the fight scene, he's got this cat and he's like yeah. running around on the on the on the submarine, like dodging punches and stuff. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Did a pretty decent job too of avoiding things. Yeah, I mean, every at, th- at some point everyone goes in the water but Batman until Catwoman pushes him from behind. Yeah, and then and that's when she falls and when she gets in the sub. She and trips. she suddenly yeah. loses her cat like grace reflexes and she trips and then the mask falls off and then holy heartbreak. <laughs> like, don't Robin any saying anything else might be compromising. compromising. <laughs> I think think she's figured it out guys and then but then they were able to save the council until poor Commodore Schmidlap
0: he just bumbles in
1: bumbles in trips breaks the canisters and then sneezes (laughs) which of course led to you know the the dust separator in the back cave and Mm -hmm. the discussion can't we fix them
0: no Robin we've seen what happens when we tamper with humanity this ghastly example in this very cave
1: yeah (laughs) <laughs> and at one point, it was. Uh, I think was Batman talking directly to the president, or was he talking to Commissioner Gordon through the president? I think he was talking to Commissioner Gordon, who was yeah, been talking yeah, to the president. And, really, and and yeah. like Commissioner Gordon said, "Can you do it?" And he was like, "You know, with all due humility, if we can't, heaven knows who can." <laughs> and then they flip the switch, and then of course it works, and it worked. It worked. It worked success. Success. And the
0: whole world is riveted. The on whole world. And then of course up.
1: everyone comes back speaking different languages. <laughs> <laughs> to which point, Batman and Robin descend out the window
0: conspicuously.
1: Yeah, because they don't they inconspicuously. Wanna, they yeah. want to make an inconspicuous exit, so they In decide the to rappel down the side of the building.
0: We'll use our bat ropes.
1: Yeah, and it was <laughs> oh, the, it was so the end comes up. It's weird though, right? like like it's like the end, but then it changes to the living end, and then there's a question mark. What does that even mean? I I have no idea. <laughs> That it doesn't even... I, I have never seen The Living End question mark at the end of any other movie I've ever seen. The Living End doesn't even make sense, much less question mark.
0: Like, is it supposed to be, like, a cliffhanger for something, or... Like, I, I don't... I, don't, I, don't I, I do not understand that. Where does the, the word living
1: come from, though? Like, The Living End. What is that? I don't
0: know. We, we need Robin in here. He would know.
1: Robin would know. He'd be able to figure that out, like, right away. Yeah. Robin would be all over that.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I don't get that. That's... Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And so, one more thing before we uh, we start moving on with the, the hero talk, I just need to point out one line that Alfred said at one point when he noticed that Batman had been kidnapped. Alfred actually exclaims, Bless my dustpan.
0: Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he does.
1: <laughs> I think they should find a way to work that into more iterations of, of Alfred. We, can, we could probably bring that one.
0: back. i to see, like, like in Gotham now,
1: <laughs> yeah. Alfred going, well, bless I, I my think, dustpan. I think, I think Jeremy Irons <laughs> could pull that one out. Jeremy Irons can pull anything off. Yeah, exactly. I mean, not not to, not to knock Sean Pertwee, who does great on Gotham, and it was was my favorite character on Gotham. But I I think I think Jeremy Irons is the guy who's gotta he's yeah. gotta bring bring bless my dustpan back.
0: I I could see him doing it, like perfectly sarcastic as, yeah. in, in response to something like Batman says or something.
1: Yeah, I'm going out, Alfred. You can't stop me. It's like, well, bless my dustpan, sir. <laughs> Jeremy Irons was a good Alfred.
0: He was a good Alfred.
1: Yeah, he was. I'm really looking forward to the to the Batman movie.
0: The Batman, yes. The Batman,
1: yes. The Batman as Although, who knows, that name could be changed. I don't know.
0: I kind of think they're going to keep it cuz it's the first time they've ever actually used The Batman.
1: I think they should. I I like the name, quite frankly. And I like Deathstroke, but anyway, that's a different hero talk for a different time. I I think I think now is the time on hero talk. When we can say what our favorite part of this movie was. Oh, God. <laughs> Try to limit it to one, but you can do honorable mentions. Axelon, what was your favorite part of Batman, the movie?
0: Okay, so honorable mentions, uh, the shark repellents.
1: Yep, of course.
0: And uh, when they're, when they're like, magnetically sealed <laughs> to the buoy, and they've got the torpedoes go, like shooting at them. And Batman pulls out his transmitter, and he's, like, disabling, the, he's, like, detonating the torpedoes before yep. they hit them. And then he's like, confound it, the batteries are dead. <laughs> and they start yeah. panicking. <laughs> um, I, but I favorite...
1: especially like how the penguin was in the sub and when the torpedoes kept exploding, he figured out like he must have like some high power transducer. Radio frequency
0: transmitter or something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he obviously knew what he had, like, well there's only one explanation. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But a favorite scene has to be the bomb scene. The it has bomb to be
1: easily. Yeah. That's so anyway, so so my favorite part. I I was really torn because there's the submarine fight and there's the bomb, and I love them both. But uh, I I think the submarine will have to be the honorable mention. But I gotta go with the bomb scene. It's I mean, like, it's 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 the classic. It's the bomb him scene, Running around with the giant, yeah. huge bomb with the flame on the end of it. It was like, just it was it just perfect.
0: One scene to encapsulate all of the sixties Batman. It would be that scene. It really is. It has all just like has like all the ridiculousness in a in a handy like two to three minute scene. So it's all right there. That yes. is Batman,
1: <laughs> the yeah. series. Yeah. Basically, there it is. That's but it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Absolutely. All right. So now now we got to give this movie a score, and I'm once again excellent. You're literally the only other person here with me. Well, <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> what would you score it? Uh,
0: I would give this movie. Uh, the Batu C.
1: Really? <laughs> okay. That's fair enough. And I would give Batman the movie, atomic batteries to power, turbines the speed. <laughs> This movie is ready to roll out. I've, if 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 you're a listener out there and you haven't seen this movie, first of all, why why did you listen to this entire hero talk? Shame on you! Like you couldn't have possibly understood anything we were saying up until this point. It's basically all everything we've said has been nonsense to you if you've not seen this movie. <laughs> this was not the time to wonder if you should have seen it. I feel like I've established that at this point that in hero talk, like I, I I'm sort of running off the assumption you've seen the movie already. It doesn't work otherwise. It really, it really honestly
0: doesn't. even with this movie yeah. like with all the spoilers it still sounds like nonsense you have to see it
1: yeah <laughs> but anyway so i actually you know what i had some uh, some honorable mentions as to what i was going to give this movie a score just in case you said atomic batteries to power turbines of speed
0: well, i figured that you were going to say that so i was like ah
1: so i was <laughs> i i knew that one was the low-hanging fruit so my backup was a sparrow with machine gun ah but I realized it was so good, I had I wanted to get them both out there somehow. So I will give Batman the movie. Atomic batteries to power, turbines to speed, a sparrow with a shotgun. I'll give them both. <laughs> it was good. All right, so I guess we've come we've come to the time on Hero Talk for final thoughts. Uh, Axelon, any final thoughts?
0: Let's turn these apples into applesauce.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so my final thoughts. So uh, it's going to get real in here. I'm, I'm going to give a preview of things to come. Uh, I have been toying with the idea of, of retooling Hero Talk a little bit, uh, and I probably started talking about this maybe six, seven, eight months ago. Uh, I was going to start with some some renaming, which I've I'm I, I've decided not to rename it from Hero Talk. Uh, I'm going to be sort of tooling with the title a little bit, but Hero Talk will still be a part of it. And I will still refer to it in podcast as the Hero Talk podcast. It's not going to, it's not going to have to get like some major changes. And there's no real major formats. Like I've been doing a little things here and there to try to bring it up. But uh just kinda wanna plant the seeds now for the listener base so it's not just out of the blue when it happens. But there's some I would say some minor and subtle changes and some larger changes coming to Hero Talk, but we're really just looking to uh just update it a little bit. But I just feel like I need to take it one more step further to really make it my own and and that's what I'm doing. So I just wanted to, to point that out there and when we're we're getting close. It's it's gonna happen probably in the next few episodes of Hero Talk and, and for the for the overwhelming majority of Hero Talks, just going to be un—it's going to be unchanged. But there's just a couple of subtle things, so that you just know where I was coming from when uh when I when I did this. So so that's it. Uh, Axelon, thanks for joining me.
0: Good to be here as always.
1: All right, and fun fun to record. And I was happy to watch this movie again. Absolutely happy to watch it for the for a Hero Talk. I'd already watched it twice anyway, like since it came to Netflix. So what's one yeah. more time? So.
0: Guilty as charged as well. Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, if you have a movie you'd like to hear us review or you want to give us any feedback, the email is talk at Enthusiacs.com. You can check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search for Enthusiacs. And until next time, this is Judge Greg saying, some days you just can't get rid of a bomb.